0: today we welcome Emilio to the podcast how you doing Emilio?
1: man i'm great life is great everything is great i'm always good how you doing
0: i'm doing well love to see that i'm your host schwally got drew in the building as well how you doing bro hey guys i'm doing fantastic good to have you here Emilio.
1: yes sir yes sir
0: Hangtime Headlines as always like comment subscribe follow us on Spotify check out the Apple podcast rate and review let's get right into it Emilio is a top defensive back prospect in the class of 2024 from Philadelphia he's listed at 5'11" 160 with offers from some big time programs such as LSU, U Miami, Clemson, Ohio State, Penn State and the University of Southern California it's clear you're a highly touted prospect We've seen many websites listing you as the best defensive back in the class of 2024. So take us back to the beginning. What or who gave you your introduction to football?
1: Man, I was a basketball player. I didn't really, like, it started at, like, five years old. Like, that's when I started playing basketball. And my dad was like, yo, you're an athlete, yo. You have to try out for football. And then we went to this team called e Eagles in Philadelphia. And my first day, I was, like, five years old. My first day of training camp. Man, I cried, and I didn't like it, and I left early. And I was like, "Dad, I want to do this and everything." And then he was like, "All right, I'm gonna let you chill for right now. You don't have to play football right now." But he was kind of mad because he knew like I had the talent. So six, so six years old. Next year, he's like, "No, you're too good to be wasting your talent. You got your God-given talent. That's a sin." So, man, I just went to play football six years at six years old, all in Eagles, and I never looked back.
2: Bro, I swear to god, I have the exact same story with hockey. <laughs> my dad, yeah. my dad was a hockey player in high school and he loved hockey. And at 5 years old, he brought me to a practice to learn to skate. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and I took like one step out on the ice and all the instructors were like these pretty blonde girls. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I I like looked at my dad. I was like Dad, I want to go home. <laughs> and, and he just let me go home, and then he never pushed me back into it. And I
0: always regretted, like, never getting into hockey. So it's sick that you ended up, that he pushed you back into it. And I mean, clearly your dad was a big influence on you getting into football. Can you talk a little bit more about him? Did he play football growing up? Like, where did that really come from?
1: It's crazy to think that he would, but no, nah, my dad is actually a basketball player he's from new york so and in his age and day they didn't really have basketball in new york it was just a straight basketball i mean football they didn't have football it was a straight basketball state so he grew up playing basketball he didn't go to college or anything for basketball he just came to temple university in philadelphia to um just come to college he wasn't really like a top recruit like that he just always wanted me to play sports and be better than him and he is the brains of everything, my recruiting process, my visits, everything, these interviews he knows all about this. like he's the brains behind everything. He's the one who put me out there to get to where I'm at right now, and we're not stopping. so I love my dad and I thank him, justin a. God appreciate him
2: and so he was a basketball player, so he clearly knew a lot about basketball, but then he was pushing for you to be a football player as well <laughs> and and you're saying you love yeah. basketball. First, yeah. When did you? When did you switch? When did you really fall in love with football?
1: Man, it just just came like my like when I was six years old playing for Albany Eagles. When I first started, like after five years old quitting, like it just hit me like my first time ever putting pads on. I had a regular shirt on over my pads. The pads were small. I didn't even have a jersey or anything. I had like the the 1960 helmet and it was just bad. But first time I touched the ball, I scored. And then my dad was like, yeah, "You're you're not you're not quitting this time." And I was like, "I'm not quitting, Dad. I like it."
0: And can you walk us through that play? You still remember it? Scoring on the first time you ever touched the ball.
1: I do mean, not I forget the play, but I got the ball. I didn't know how to get a handoff, so I grabbed the ball, took it from my quarterback. I was the outside runner. I didn't run between the tackles. I was I was little out there, so I was a fast guy. Took the ball, ran outside the tackle. We used to call it the eight hole back in the day. And man, took it down the sideline to score. Used my speed.
2: And your your first touchdown was as a as a running back. So did you start out on offense, or, or did you? When did you switch over to defensive back, playing cornerback?
1: That's that's crazy too because in Philadelphia we aren't really pastors like that. They, passing football started coming out in Little League like around this time, or like a couple years ago. So when I was younger, everybody was a running back. I played running back my whole life up until I would say going into seventh grade. My dad was my dad's friend, Coach Kita, who's my trainer now up here. Um, he just was like, "You're going to him." to get DB, because, you know, going in near the high school, you gotta be a certain type of body to play running back, and I was a skinny, fast kid. So, my dad was like, no, you're gonna play DB. Right there, that's when it switched. I started going to Coach Keita every day, and played DB ever since, and DB is like, what I will only want to play. I don't want to play offense. I hate offense now. I love tearing them up. That's really all. I'm just a DB man, and it's just crazy to think I was a running back and just switched to BB a couple years ago, three, four years
0: ago. So. Dude, I think you made the right move. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I mean that transition, it definitely helped you out. You've been taking hits, and now you get to see the other side of that, light some people up. You mentioned a coach there, Coach Kita, I believe. Uh, can you talk about any coaches that really influenced you growing up, or maybe any friends that you still got from playing football back in the day?
1: Man, all my friends that I played football back in day are are still my guys, and I still uh, love them and everything. We just still keep in touch. But Coach Keita, man, he's a great influence. I came I came in the first DB training. I didn't know anything. I was just a twitchy little kid who could move, and I was just doing the drills all fast and wrong. And he just got my he just instilled technique into me. Like he's the reason why my technique is so good nowadays. He was a great and big influence. He played at Temple with D1. I remember he caught a pick in the end zone. I watched his highlight and then did a backflip. So, like, ever since watching that, I was like, oh, yeah, he's the guy. He's going to get me right. And now, my trainer from Georgia, Oliver Davis, I am OD3 on Instagram, he's a big influence because he's just a dog, man. And he makes the game look easy. And he just shows me the game in a different perspective than, like, any other trainers. He's probably the best doing it right now, and I appreciate him for getting me right to this day.
2: And we were watching your highlights, and I mean, you're you're five eleven, one sixty. We've in, we've interviewed a couple kids who have been, you know, big, big kids, and you see some big kids. So I feel like your speed. Am I correct in assuming that that's a big role in your game? Yeah, it definitely is. I still believe
1: I have to get faster because these cats, man, nowadays are different, but. I'll say my ability to move and maneuver and my twitchiness, like twitchy is the word I like to say a lot. I'm just twitchy and I'm explosive. That's really the main part of my game. Cause you know, I'm 160. I'm gaining weight now. I'm probably at 165 now, but besides the point, I'm probably one of the smallest on the field. I'm not that tall, 5'10", 5'11", in that area. So I have to use my tools and I have techniques. So that's what really sets me apart in my IQ. Like, I know pretty much, I'll say, more than anybody I'm going to ever play in a high school level, so that's what sets me apart, really. My technique and my explosiveness and my, what I like to call it, pushiness.
0: I mean, yeah, you definitely got to stay on that grind, and keep running. You're not going to get faster if you stop running. Speed, you got to keep that up. <laughs> we noticed that you were a highly recruited track athlete as well. I mean, you're talking about playing basketball. Can you talk a little bit about the role that those other sports play in your life right now? Track is
1: such a big thing. Like people just underrated so much. Track is such a big thing for football players. If you ever see a football player run, they run like football players. Like our our hands are running sideways. It's not the perfect form, and track gets your form right. And that football players are always running aggressive and hard. Track teaches you how to relax and breathe, so and that makes you run faster. So track is such a such a big part of my life right now. I I, really, I usually just practice with the track team. I don't really do meets, but I did two meets this year, and I got the top four runner in PA for my class in 2024. So Damn. yeah, track is, is the main part. I don't play basketball anymore. I haven't played since like seventh grade. So
2: that that's yeah, what I was just done with. <laughs> yeah. My bad, man. That's why I was just about to ask you if you still played basketball, and uh, I mean, I assume you quit. Basketball, because you you know you realized you had a bunch of potential as a football player, your dad sees the yes. potential in you. uh when did you really start seeing this potential in yourself? Was it from that first touch when you were six years old, or was it a little bit down the line when you were like, "Oh, like I can make it to college. I can potentially make it to the pros one day
1: okay, so when I was six years old, I did that I didn't really know too much. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm mastering everybody, <laughs>
2: yeah. you know I
0: was
1: just happy. But um as I got older I would start to see it. But then I would still question myself, like, is football for me or basketball? Because when I was younger playing both sports, I was like during basketball season I was like, I'm a basketball player. I'm not a really football player and then during football season I'd be like, Oh, I'm a football player. It happens all the time. But then seventh grade, when I stopped playing basketball, it was just because like I just wanted to focus on football. Like I'm just different in football. I'm way better in football than I was in basketball. I was I was good. I averaged twenty. My seventh grade year, but basketball football is just different, man. And I got a different type of dog, and it just shows on the football field. And that's really what it was like. Oh yeah, I'm I'm better than most kids at football, especially going
0: to these camps. It really showed, and then now college is looking at me,
1: getting scholarships. It's just crazy as a freshman. So
0: it's clear that making that transition in seventh grade, you were taking football pretty seriously. Some prospects we interview, they play middle school football, but others, they'll stick to, like, Pop Warner, AAU. Which route did you take? 7th grade year, I played for a team called Longcrest Lions, a
1: 13-U team, unlimited, so I would play around the country against 300 pounds, 7th grade, it was crazy. So, yeah, I played Pop Warner, but 8th grade year, I played with Maryland Heat, we were number one team in the nation, unlimited football, and I guess you could call that Pop Warner, but it's a different type of league. And then I went straight to ninth grade and played high school football at as a freshman. And usually kids and this state, they will like play another year about one because you know, we still play as fourteen year olds as freshmen. I, I, t- I took the uh, high school route.
2: A lot of kids that we talked to, we kind of asked them how how different was high school from middle school. But I mean listing, you know, what you were playing for, what teams you were playing on I almost I want to ask, do you think that playing for those competitive teams helped you and, and benefited you on your in your transition to high school?
1: Yeah, of course. Like I said, Maryland Heat, we're the number one team in the country, playing against Cali teams, OG Ducks and everything. Seventh grade year. we were the number three team in Long Lions from Philadelphia. So, yeah, playing the top teams in the country and being one of the top teams definitely helps. Then rather just playing in, inside your area because you get to see different types of speeds, different type of abilities from other kids around the country, and students you have to work on, and that really helped me a lot. And to see where you are against the top competition, and when I saw it, I was the best. I was the best of the best, proudly the best. I was like, oh yeah, I could take football and run with it. So I definitely, it definitely helps a lot of people. So kids out there. Please take my advice and try to play for a team that has the uh notoriety and that that people really look at and pay attention to cuz it helps.
0: Yeah, that's facts. And do you really have a favorite memory from, you know, that middle school age when you're playing on these teams all over the country? Was there a moment where you were like or made a play where you were like, "Damn, I can do this."
1: I'm actually smiling right now because I have the exact play that I want to talk so, <laughs> about. It was a year year, Maryland Heat. It was the first game of the season, August 20th. I remember the date. Had to play the number one, so-called number one team in the country from Florida called Miami Gardens Ravens. And it was so much hype around it. And they were going to beat us and everything. Like It was probably the biggest little league game you'll probably ever hear about. You know, we were Maryland Heat. And they came to, they came to Maryland and... Man, I was just pumped up that game. Like, I was just so ready because it was my time to prove myself because people really didn't know about me. Third quarter, we're up 20, 20 zero, and they were supposed to beat us so bad. But then the quarterback drops back in the three steps from the shotgun. I'm playing off coverage. My wide receiver runs a curl. I know he's not going to beat me deep, so I plant on the ball. The ball is thrown, pick it off, 60-yard interception for six and i think that's the play that really put me on the map and really got me out there from eighth grade so that's a play i always remember probably my best play
2: dude putting yourself on the map that early you must have you know been recruited by high schools what what was that process like was it was that a complicated process
1: (laughs) uh it was a lot of high schools out there but not really i grew up in a i grew up I grew up in the Philadelphia area, but I lived in the county for like six years, but I've been playing in the Philadelphia area. And the only school you'll really want to go to is St. Joe's Prep and PA. It's top three ring team in the country. It's just different. The brotherhood and everything. So since like fifth grade, I knew I wanted to come here to St. Joe's Prep, but now I'm here, and now I'm doing big things.
0: So shout out to St. Joe's Prep, man. The community is amazing. And do you have a favorite high school gamer memory so far?
1: Oh, definitely state chip game. Definitely state chip game. That's probably the fr- first game I started fully. That game, that's what really like, set me apart from other freshmen because usually freshmen at my school don't start at all. And I started that whole game, and it was the biggest game of the season. And I made a couple plays. So, yeah, that's probably the greatest moment. And we won 60-something to, like, seven. So it was, it was amazing.
2: State champs. Blowout too, damn. Yeah, dude, we had, we were like our high school won a few state championships at uh in Massachusetts, but all of our state championships were for like swimming and like rowing and, and just, just all the sports that absolutely no one cared about. <laughs>
1: right.
2: Golf, we're nasty at golf, dude.
1: Yeah, don't
2: sleep on no sports, no. They're athletes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I respect it. I respect it. Just no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a football championship, right? So, uh you you said you're starting as a as a freshman cornerback. You're you're five eleven, one sixty. We've talked about your speed. Just do you know just how fast you are? At Ohio State camp, I ran a four five nine. Uh, not laser, so I still have
1: speed to work on, but. I'm I'm pretty
2: fast. Yeah, uh, my uh, 100 time is 11.5, and that's
1: top four in PA. But I still have a lot to work on with my speed. I believe,
2: dude. I don't even know if I could run a 40 in 11.5 at this point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're so out of the game, but we were, you know, studying your film, <laughs> and we saw not only the speed, but it looks like you got some hands. Can you talk about that? You know, growing up as a running back, did that help at all? So,
1: middle school years, like, 7th grade, 6th grade, 5th grade, 4th grade, and down, man, I had no hands. (laughs) I had no hands. Like, we tried receiver for me. I would catch a slant ball, but I never could catch a deep ball, man. It was just sad. I had no hands. So, I really was a a running back, one-dimensional, just go outside and score. But they just came naturally. And my 8th grade year, I really improved on that. Ninth grade year now, I think my hands are at the best shape it's been in my whole life and i still have more room to work on with my hands for sure but they're definitely definitely at it at its best right now and i don't see me dropping too many picks this year
2: yeah i feel you with the having no hands and being unable to catch the ball at times and you know you you said at first it came naturally to you and then you said it, it was improving you know it, it doesn't just come to you really like wh- can you tell us the process a little bit? Were you were you just constantly out there catching balls? Like how did you work on improving your hands?
1: I definitely was saying is it doesn't come naturally, but God got, got me like
2: God, God stepped has in. always
1: like put me in right positions <laughs> and stuff. But I have worked on it. I'm on a jugs at Coach Swift, which is DeAndre Swift's dad. He plays for the Lions. Yeah, he's our strength and conditioning coach and he DeAndre Swift went to my school. So I'm on the jugs at his gym and Yeah, pretty much that's how I got better, and just catching the ball repeatedly after practices with my dad or with my teammates.
0: DeAndre Swift, a beast. I mean, we're tuned in. We're big college football NFL fans. Yeah, that's
1: that's my guy. He's cool, man.
0: I didn't know he was from, uh, from Pennsylvania. That's crazy. Yeah, he is. Talk about, you know, matching up against taller wide receivers. You got the hands, you got the speed, but what's your technique? Because you're obviously not going to be the biggest kid out there on the field at all times. So like, how do you work through that?
1: Uh, so the tall receivers, usually they'll be, be kind of fast, but not fast. They can't beat you over top. And they will always give you their chest at the line because they're so tall, they're going to stand up right away. So my technique with them is to shock jam them and then, like, take couple steps back and then play their hips because they're not going to beat you. deep. You're more faster and twitchier than them. So get there, get your hands on them at the start. Win the five yards and then just mirror the big guy because he's going to try to possess and catch you all game. And if you can just compete for the ball with the possession catch, you'll be good all day because you're going to be on them because they're not going to beat you. But I guarded a tall receiver, like, my whole freshman year and practice, Marvin Harrison Jr., he is just different. He's not that typical tall guy. He was, he's a low four four guy, two 2'10 two, pounds and has the best hands and the best routes. So it was, he was definitely a challenge guarding, but he really helped me to guard any type of receiver. Shout out to Mars.
0: Do you have a favorite side of the field to play on? You know, you like playing zone or man more. Can you talk a little bit about that side of the game?
1: I'm an all-around corner, I'll say, but you got to get your money's worth it, man. If you can't play man, you can't play corner Simple. So corner is my strong suit. I like to play that most of the time because it really shows my cover skills and how I can track the ball and how I can stick to a receiver. Man-to-man is is my go-to, but I can play little zone too. Read the quarterbacks, get a couple picks.
2: And you said uh, you're pushing more 165 right now. You've been putting in the work. I assume you mean in the weight room. And, you know, when did the, the training and, you know, really going hard training for football, when did that start for you?
1: Man, I always like to work hard, but I've really had to work work really hard this off season because I know coming into this year, I'll definitely want to get bigger because I don't want to be getting a little void out there. I'm trying to get to 170 before the season. So, yeah, I've really been putting work in the weight room, and it's showing because my – PRs and my maxes and weight room are definitely getting much better from being in there every day waking up from four thirty for for 6 a.m practices and then after that hitting the weight room with my teammates so I'm really improving and i for sure be at 160 before the season starts more muscle
2: yeah I mean you're you're also about to be a I'll sophomore like the the weight the mass the muscle that will come as long as you're you know staying consistent in the weight room and and hitting it yeah.
0: How much you lift, bro? Do you got any favorite exercises? You know, bench, squat. What type of reps you putting up? What you working on right now in the gym?
1: Uh, I'm definitely working on like the full body because my coach he he just he just loves working full body. So we do bench, squat, cleans, and everything. My uh, I just hit a PR for three fifteen for a five on squat after a whole full workout. So. I'm definitely that's definitely my max, and then on bench I'm at one eighty five for three. I definitely can get more. That's after like a full workout too. So,
2: and how do you keep yourself motivated to to stay on this grind every single day, day in and day out?
1: Man, it's hard waking up at four thirty every day to go to practice. It's, it's hard, but this is the lifestyle I chose. I want to go to the NFL. This is what it takes, and. I just think about that every time, and I just get up and work, have fun with it, and never let it get to my head. Cause it's a lot.
0: I mean, it's clear you're working hard on and off the field, but another side of football that we really haven't talked about is film. So, how much film do you watch right now?
1: Yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching at least an hour plus a day. I have to like my team. I just, I just want to be a leader and show them like I'm really working hard, so they can see it too. And I have really good teammates like Keenan Nelson, who just came to the South Carolina. I have him with me to watch film and everything. So I watch a lot of film every day and see what I did wrong mostly and then see what I did right and see what I can work on and see how I can help my teammates and my coaches. So, yeah, I watch a lot of film. And I'm really, like, locked in when I watch. it. I don't just watch it. I, like, watch, you know, the, the things you need to. You
2: ever watch something on film and – uh you know, you know, like you're preparing for a game and you're watching something on film and you're like, you notice it and then you see it happen in the game, you see it play out and you capitalize on it?
1: Yes, it that, that happens all the time because if you watch it on film, it's going to happen in the game. No team is going to switch all of their plays for one team unless it's like a state championship or something. So if you watch film, it's like getting the answers on the test. You just have to execute and actually do it. So watching film is definitely... Slows the game down because you watch it on film. But like, oh, this formation in the game—if I see this, I know it's coming. And then again, the game you see it, and you're like, "Oh, they're about to run this," and then bam, you jump the route, catch a pick, and go for six. So it's just—it's just definitely a big deal.
2: It just must be the best feeling in the world when you when you like see it coming and then you actually you know make it happen. And uh, yes,
1: it definitely is.
2: And sorry to go back a second here, but. I mean, talking again about putting on the weight, the mass, have you been, you know, switching up your diet? Have you been following any sort of, you know, diet or food, exercise, anything?
1: Uh, I don't really follow a diet. My mom just, I just eat whatever she cooks. Yeah. And she's cooking a lot of protein for me. So I just make sure I get a lot of carbs and a lot of protein, and I drink my protein shakes so I can gain the weight.
2: Mom a good cook?
1: Mom's a great cook.
2: (laughs)
0: That's fire. That's
1: no what like to hear. <laughs> no bias.
0: <laughs> what are some of your favorite foods maybe that your mom makes or maybe, you know, outside, treat yourself, eat out? What are you What are you eating? Man, I definitely can go for some chicken alfredo any time of the day. <laughs> or definitely, like, my mom,
1: all her foods, but I'll say fast food. It'll definitely be Chick-fil-A. And then, like, a nice restaurant you get dressed up and everything. I'll probably get some chicken alfredo or some Scallops or some, some fancy.
0: And I mean, at this point, we've talked about food, film, training on and off the field, some of your favorite plays. I mean, that's a lot. So, how have you been able to balance football, academics, and everything else going on in your life?
1: Yeah, it's it's a hard. Definitely that prep where we have like one of the best educations in the world, and then one of the best football
0: programs in the world. So it's definitely hard, but. This is, as I say again, this is the life
1: I chose. So why not go 100%? And if you're doing it, don't just do it to do it. Because if you're not getting up and out of it, why wake up at 4.30 and go hard for nothing? Like, you know what I mean? So I just I just take it and run with it and just forget about all oh, how hard it is and everything and make sure I get the right treatment so I'm just straight and good.
2: Man, you seem motivated, you're a grinder. And, you know, college coaches appear to have noticed that as well and you know this is something to add on to that plate of, of how busy you are can you talk to us a little bit about the the college process the college recruiting process how that's been for you you know we've seen you've gotten a a lot of Im- <laughs> offers as we've talked about a lot of very impressive offers
1: thank you uh i to stay really humble with this but i will say like Going into this this year, I I didn't expect any offers. But I knew it was going to come at one point. And, like, February 13th, I got got Temple, then I got LSU, then I got Penn State. So the recruitment process has been quick and unexpected. But now I'm getting used to it. I'm knowing the little courts and all of the stuff that you need to know about recruiting and my dad is by my side so I can't mess up. But it's very fun. It's not that annoying now because they can't really call you. We have to call them because I'm an underclassman. So I'm I'm just enjoying it for for now until it really gets busy, September first of my junior year.
0: All right, well that that's good to see, and we'll keep it short and sweet with the college recruiting process. But can you talk a little bit about that first offer? What was the first time you were really noticed by a college scout? That seems to be a special one that a lot of the athletes we have on like to talk about.
1: Yeah, that it was it was just a blessing, man. I knew I knew I had a, a FaceTime call with my co- my assistant coach and Temple coach Gabe Defontay was set up and. I just didn't know I was going to get offered. I thought he was just going to talk to me because I didn't know anything at the point. I was in Georgia, and I just finished the workout with my trainer, Oliver Davis. And my coach called me on FaceTime. He added the coach, Coach Gabe Infante from Temple. Man, I got the offer. And it was just a bunch of excitement. I didn't really cry. My dad was by my side, my uncle and my trainer and his his crew. And it was just I was just hyped. I was outside. I was just yelling and everything. It was just a blessing. And then my trainer, I'm about to leave the facility. And my trainer comes in my window and is like, yeah, I'm going to get LSU on the phone later. And then I call LSU on a three way with my coach, with my trainer, O. D. And I get the offer probably three hours later. And then three hours after that, Penn State, I get it. So it was just crazy. And I definitely cried
0: at the LSU because that's my dream school. So, Uh-oh. yeah, man. Uh-oh. Yes. Uh-oh, one of our hosts, big LSU fan. He's been going there now for four years, wrapping it up this fall. DeJong, he saw them win a Natty with Joey B. If you go to LSU, oh, he'd be hyped. He'd be trying to recruit all the players we got yeah, on. That's
2: why he can't come on the interviews, dude. He would just be recruiting everyone the whole time. <laughs> Go that's Tigers! <laughs> Shut up!
0: <laughs> oh, I love to see it. So, how many offers have you stacked up now?
1: Twelve, right now.
0: After one year, that's crazy. And you mentioned, you know, your trainer, your uncle, your dad, lots of friends and family. How have they helped you through this process?
1: Big is big. My dad, my parents, and my my three siblings. Like they're just they're just. They're just, like, a blessing, man. They're on my side 100%. They'll never do me wrong. So I just appreciate them so much. And I definitely appreciate my trainer Oliver Davis in Georgia because he, he definitely has a plug to a lot of schools and sends, sends my highlights. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I want this kid. Put me on the phone with him. And then I usually get an offer. And then my coach, my head coach, Tim Roken, he'll get me on the phone with a coach. and say that they've evaluated and they want to offer. So it's just... It's just crazy, like, to see everything I ever wanted in my life just happening so fast.
2: And you were talking a little bit about camps, right? Have you have you been visiting camps?
1: <laughs> uh I I don't really do camps like that. I no. go to the meaningful ones like Ohio State when I went took my visit and took pictures. Uh I took I went to their camp. I did pretty well. The coach coach D B coach Matt Barnes does me. And yeah,
0: so I did that camp. And that's the only camp I did this summer. And you mentioned, I mean, Ohio State, pretty cool names. I'm a big Ohio State fan myself. My grandfather actually played there back in the day both ways. You got any other good you know, memories, a cool campus, favorite campus, favorite visit, favorite camp, whatever it is, like what was your favorite part of this entire college experience? I loved all my visits
1: from Penn State to Ohio State to uh, Temple. I loved all my visits, but... I went to Ohio State camp, that was the only camp. So I loved the camp; it was it was fun and it was a blast.
2: So are are you not allowed to talk to college coaches right now because you're so an underclassman?
1: The rule, like the rule, is they can't communicate to us. But in high school football, man, people find a way to maneuver, mm-hmm. and it's it's definitely it's definitely not like illegal; it's definitely legal because a bunch of kids get offers. So. They can't talk to us or text us. They can only send us a questionnaire with their number in it, and we can call them and we can FaceTime them, and they can answer them, and we can talk to them. So that's that's how that's how the rules go until junior year, September first, junior year. Then they can call you and everything and blow up your phone and do anything you
2: want. I got you. So what's uh what's like the coolest coach that you've you've talked to so far? Man, uh, all of them. Oh uh, yeah, all yeah, stuff. yeah. So I gotta know you got to say all <laughs>
1: very good conversations. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: And we've all been through high school at this point, but we were not, like, top football prospects. Do you feel you got any spotlight on you or any added pressure just being the athlete that you are?
1: It's definitely added pressure. And I always had pressure my whole life because people would be like, oh, he's he's get all this, all that, and he's, been, he's not really like that. So I always had pressures, and I just never let it phase me because when I'm pressured – in my most pressure moments, I do my best. So, like, I never really let it get to me. I get nervous a little bit, but that's pretty much it.
0: I mean, that's totally normal. And at this point, we've talked about handling football, academics, some of the pressures. But what about, you know, the off-the-field just, interest? Balancing spending time with friends, maybe going out to a party at all. You got a girlfriend, any female interest here or there? What is that like? Nah,
1: I know girlfriends right now. I'm, I'm just cool got a with, a lot, with a lot
2: of... <laughs> A lot
1: of girls that are my friends. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, Good, bro. They're trouble. They're trouble. Right now, but I definitely try to get out and hang with my friends and family a lot. But football is, like, my whole life. So I'm usually doing that. But besides that, I definitely try to hang out with friends and play the game and try to get out of my comfort zone, you know what I'm saying?
2: And have you ever matched up on the field against any other, like, you know, top college recruits?
1: Yeah, um, let me think. Freshman year, I don't think I really matched up against the top, top recruit. But in practice, you have Kyle McCord, quarterback, Ohio State. You have Marvin Harrison Jr. Ohio State. You have Malik Cooper, Temple, runs a 4-3. You have Samir Higgins, Duke. You have Jeremiah Trotter on my side, defense, Clemson. You have Josiah Trotter now, who just dropped the top four, Penn State, South Carolina, Clemson, and... Ohio State so you got Kenan Nelson my right hand man my other corner on the other side We just committed to South Carolina it's just a lot of talent at my school and I appreciate it and we just work, go at each other and practice all the time
2: And so how does it go how, how do you how do you match up against these other top guys you sticking with them
1: Uh, so my freshman year uh, Marvin Harrison and the whole offense they kinda I was kinda young at the start they <laughs> were hitting me a lot and then at the, at the end, before they left the college, it was like, oh, yeah, he's he's getting better. He's breaking up passes now and everything, and he's sticking to receivers. So it was hard at first. But once you get to know how your teammates move and everything, then you, uh, you get better. So I got way better. I'm definitely up there with him now. But Marvin Harrison is the hardest person I've ever had to guard. That man is ridiculous.
2: I mean, they're they're making you so much better by going hard on you. If they're taking it easy on you, then you're not improving.
1: Yeah.
2: And, uh, you know, we've talked all the positives and, and all that, but kind of speaking on that, everyone goes through struggles uh, and some tough. We were wondering if you've had any tough moments in your football career and, you know, how would you work through them? Because everyone goes through different things. How, how do you process yeah. that?
1: Yeah, as you say, everybody goes through something. Um, I haven't really. I faced a lot of adversity, but it hasn't been that bad. I would say, but I think it was seventh grade year or going into seventh grade. I broke my uh, uh what do you call it? Fifth metatarsal in my foot, and like that was the first big injury I ever had. I don't really get hurt like that. I'm always on but when I broke my foot at a cookout. It was like wow. I was crying. I was like, "Am I gonna ever play a game?" You know, over over exaggerating. Yes. And I had to sit out for a whole season, and then I came back playoffs. But I think that's the most adversity I ever faced. I don't think, you know, God God has my back. So I didn't really face anything yet. But I know hard times come, and I'm I'm prepared, man.
0: I mean, football's a contact sport. You're going to catch some nicks and bruises here or there. Can you talk a little bit about that recovery process? You know, what was that like? How did you get back to 100%? And that was the most severe injury, but have you ever faced any other smaller injuries, you know? They often talk about how in the NFL, you're playing hurt, so you're often playing banged up. What's that like? Yeah, a
1: lot of people don't know, like, football, you're playing banged up all the time. You have, you have a cut or a bruise or something probably is broke. Like we played through a lot of stuff but besides that broken foot like i broke i mean i pulled my i forget what it's called my not pelvis it was something in my hip and it was a serious injury that's the first injury i ever had i forgot to tell y'all and i broke my foot but the recovery process is definitely different i didn't know anything about it because i rarely get hurt and i had to wear boot when i broke my foot and i didn't know that it was going to come out skinnier and i took it off like i didn't know anything but, yeah, and then I had to build the strength up of physical therapy and then get back to 100%. So it was hard seeing my friends and my teammates play and I can't play. But it was definitely a, a challenge that I faced.
2: And then as we were talking about, injuries are part of the game. But, you know, we, we see some cornerbacks in, in the NFL nowadays uh, – <laughs> Not to drop any names, but Marcus Peters, do you, do you shy away from the contact at all or are you you down to hit some running backs when he's coming outside?
1: A lot of people will be like, Oh yeah, he he he's not that big, he's not coming down, but I just I just honestly, man, I'm a dog, so like I'm I'm throwing my body out there trying to make me fumble and everything. Like I'm putting my life on the line for my teammates. That's the type of person I am. And I did that state championship game and made him fumble and everything. It was a big hit. Yeah, I just made football all on the line because never was the last play, so make it great. So I don't shy away from contact.
2: And so was that was that hit like your most memorable hit, your biggest hit, making the quarterback fumble?
1: Yeah, biggest hit. I'll say my biggest hit because my first high school crazy hit so far. So yeah.
0: And on the flip side, what's the hardest you've ever been hit?
1: Man, I've been hit so many times it just comes you're gonna get you're gonna get got sometime and I'd definitely say it was pro- probably one of my little league beers and I was running to the sideline to score and I got like thirty yards. Then the safety just came down. Boom, flattened me on the sideline and and when I got hit I flew to the sideline, the other team sideline, and it was a chair sitting there. And I flattened the chair. And it was, it was embarrassing, it was, but it was
0: funny at the same time. Damn, that's crazy. I mean, every prospect has a wildest story about getting hit, hitting There's someone. We love to talk about it. The other thing in football, you're playing corner, defending some elite wide receivers. Has a wide receiver ever broken your ankles? Do you have any like crazy memories, funny stories like that? Uh,
1: Yeah, it happens, man. Not this year, but a little league year's. Uh, I'll definitely say it happened. It doesn't, it really happens in a game to me, but like training, this dude, he gave me like a little one two at the line, and I wasn't really ready for it because I was playing soft coverage, and then he one two, and I kind of, he went to the right, he went to the right side to outside release, and I was like kind of twisting my ankle, and I stumbled.
2: Dude, it happens to to the best of the cornerbacks, and speaking of the best of the cornerbacks, uh, do you have a favorite NFL player? Any any favorite defensive back in the league?
1: Yes, uh, I really love Jalen Ramsey's game, Jalen Ramsey. and but my best is my guy J. C. Horn. Not not just because like I know him and he talks a lot. It's like he has a different type of mindset when it comes to football, and he just has like one of the greatest techniques I've ever seen. Training with him. But he hasn't played a game yet, but he's going to prove everybody that he should have been, that he was the number one corner in this class and that he got drafted there for a reason.
0: Yeah, he's a baller. He's I mean, nasty. talk about spending time with other NFL pro players. That's ridiculous. Can you talk a little bit about your relationship with J.C. Horn or any other NFL players or, you know, top college prospects that you talk with, you know?
1: It's a lot. Tyke Smith from Georgia. Like, he's a he's from Philly, so he's a close friend of mine. And I I forgot to tell you about Stefan Gilmore. That's another guy. I I really have a close relationship with him. I text him and everything. It was just crazy to see that he's watching me. He's in the NFL trying, like, trying to work and everything. And then there's a lot of dudes that – a lot of verified football players that follow me and I text it's a lot. But off the head, I say J.C. Horn, Stefan Gilmore, Tyke Smith at Georgia, um –
0: we know Stephon Gilmore real well. I'm hoping Bill pays him, but yeah. we're from Boston. Big Patriots fan. Locked down yeah. corners. Stephon Gilmore, Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, you've got to get us that number, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a hey, he's guy, a, dude, he's
2: a beast. We love Gilmore. Yeah,
0: yeah been, absolutely. Lockdown down, it. Gilly. So, speaking of Gilmore. players, Gilmore. what's your favorite NFL team? I don't have a favorite team. I, I, I
1: admire my, I have favorite players
2: that I admire, and I hope that they win. But I don't have a team. All right. Yeah, you you don't have a favorite team. So do you have <laughs> a favorite team? Well, I guess I can't ask that question yet. We have a host who plays some Madden though. Who? Um, oh yeah. Yeah, he he plays some Madden with some NFL players, and so you know we see a lot of the NFL players at playing. I mean, hell, live streaming, and uh, you know a lot of the the players that we've interviewed play it. So. You know, do you play any Madden? You play any other video games? Anything like that?
1: I'm a Madden fanatic. Madden, like, and, all right, good. <laughs> if, if I didn't, bro, if I didn't like, if I don't have, if I don't have nothing to do, I'm playing Madden. Simple, playing Madden or going out with friends, but playing Madden. Like, I'm competitive at it. I'm really good at it. I play like top players in Madden. So like, I'm really try hard at it, and I'm really good. at it. Trust me.
2: So there's no favorite NFL team, but. Is there a favorite team to play as in Madden?
1: Oh, it has to be Seahawks and uh and Buffalo
2: because no. they have the full package, offense and defense. Bro, give me the Ravens. Let
0: Run around Russ with Lamar. cook. <laughs> yeah, is a big he's a big Russ guy. <laughs> we yeah, talked Ravens are solid. And so we've talked about a lot of things relating to football, but what are your, you know, off-the-field interests? You got anything where you get away? Maybe it's the beach, maybe it's nature. We've heard a lot of different things on basketball. here. But, like, you know, not related to sports. Like, what are you into? Maybe it is just basketball. Maybe, maybe it's just Maybe all you do is basketball. Clearly <laughs> not if you're a top football prospect, though. No. What do you
2: What do? You Man, know? my life is 100%
1: football, but I don't, like, I, I go out with my friends, like, i go to pool parties and stuff and all of that but i guess you could say like i like hanging out with with people and i I, I love football i love my family i love god i love games and i love girls like
0: (laughs) that's all a man um, needs that was a money quote right there. I mean, speaking of other things off the field, what type of music you listen to? We've heard a lot of rap artists mentioned on the podcast. Maybe it's a different genre, but what are you bumping? Oh,
1: little baby, little turkey, NBA Youngboy.
0: Free NBA Youngboy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, sir.
2: Is it the same like workout music and uh, chill music, or do you switch it up when you're in the
0: gym? Oh, it's, it's workout, is everything.
1: NBA Youngboy. Uh, Little
0: Baby and Little Dirk. I mean, Little Baby and Little Dirk just got that collab, too, so that's pretty nice. Yeah,
1: definitely.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. You know, we really appreciate it. You've given us a lot of time. It's clear you're a stand-up guy, very humble athlete on the field for sure, and honestly, one of my favorite interviews. It's just been great talking to you. So is there anyone else you really want to shout out before we wrap this up?
1: Shout out my mom. Shout out my dad. Shout out Halo, Eris, Amari, myself. Shout out my dog Mace. Shout out my head coach Tim Broken. Shout out assistant coach Coach Sub. Shout out my DB coach Coach Highs, and Coach Ty. Shout out Coach Ryan, receivers coach. Shout out St. Just Prep community. Shout out football in general and. Man,
0: shout out to you guys. I appreciate y'all. Shout out Life, bro. Shout out June who's walking around upstairs on crutches. My yeah, speaking of siblings, (laughs) my little sister and broken
2: feet, dude. My little sister just broke her foot. So if there's any stomping going on in the background,
0: that's my little sister on crutches upstairs. Bang. Apologies. Well, Emilio, thank you so much for joining us. Hangtime headlines, as always. Like, comment, subscribe, follow us on Spotify, rate, review, Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it, bro. Thank you so much.
1: Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. Thank you.
0: Yeah, dude, this was
2: absolutely fantastic. Thank you guys for listening. We're out. Peace. Adios. All right. Rolling crazy
1: with the hang time.